I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're the, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds. Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Nerds, for those of you who are not yet aware, we are currently offering a monthly subscription service for our listeners for the low price of $2.99 per month. I mean, that's like the price of what, a 12-ounce drip coffee at Starbucks or half of a Starbucks latte? For $2.99 a month, subscribers will gain access to two brand new bonus episodes dropping on the first and third Fridays of each month, plus our entire back catalog of bonus episodes. And that ranges from our most recent film review of the 2023 movie Flash, going all the way back to another movie, our very first bonus episode, which not coincidentally is connected to Flash, and that is Tim Burton's 1989 film Batman. And there's a lot in between that you're going to miss out on if you don't subscribe. So hey, click on the link in the description today to get started. Nerds, thank you so much. Now back to today's episode. Today's episode of the Reverend Nerd Podcast has been brought to you by Duff Beer. Don't just sit on your Duff. Get in the bar and drink some beer. That means you too, Homer. Nerds. Nerds. I don't know why I started off with a Scottish accent. There are no Scottish characters in this movie. Well, why did I do that? Why do I do that? I think you just like it. Maybe I just really like to talk like... Is it Willie? Willie from from The Simpsons? It could, ah. Okay, I'm not going to even try. Well, you know what? You could try uh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never been able to do that, I don't think. Maybe the more recent one where it's... Uh, oh, what's his face? Doctor uh, Who? David Tennant. I can, I can do a little bit of David Tennant. Especially if I've just watched Broadchurch. But, yeah. Anyway, for some reason, <laughs> I decided... Maybe it's because we're wearing green. Although, no, that doesn't work because... <laughs> Green is Irish. Um, we, should, we should just stop it now. Read now. Stop it now. Okay. <laughs> Redo it. No, so, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't despite what you might think, the movie we just came out of was. It's not DuckTales. <laughs> it's not DuckTales. <laughs> uh, although they do need to make another DuckTales movie at some point. That would be awesome. Um, but no, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And we are kicking off a month of turtles. So, turtles! August is all about turtles in honor of this film's release, and we're kicking off the month with this film. It's actually this was pretty sci-fi. It's not what you would call classical sci-fi, but it had sci-fi elements. Yeah, I think we yeah, can shoehorn it in there, you know. And um, we just really wanted to cover it, and we wanted to cover it the week that it came out. So this is what you guys are getting. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna kick off week one. The week two, we're gonna jump into the the comics that started it all. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, yeah, uh, who do get some some nice uh, little homages and nods in this in this film. I thought that was cool. Um, I'm sure they were involved on some level. Oh, well, actually, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I would think maybe like maybe like Stan Lee with they the, with the MCU. Maybe they were consulted on some level. But anyway, they they wrote the comics back in the '80s, right? That that kicked off this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to talk about a particular storyline uh, from from the 80s 
Comics, uh, which Will owns, like, all of them, or no, the first no. few volumes? Uh, or... I own as early as issue number five, but I do have reprints of issue number one. Okay, so, so he's I don't got... have all the issues. He owns, you know, he owns some of them. I'm lacking City at War. If, if any of you guys can get me some City at War issues at a reasonable price. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah. Nice. So, hey, you heard him, like, uh, he'd be down to, to pay reasonable prices, you know. So, reasonable. <laughs> but, but anyway, so that that's going to be week number two, and then week number three is going to be, what did you say it was called? A, a turn. A Teenage Mutant Turtles anime, but yeah, what was the name of I it? I believe it's called Superman Legends, which has nothing to do with DC Superman. It, it just... It's the translation. But it's it's the team in T-O-V-A. Yeah, I don't have the Japanese name untranslated, memorized, so... I can't repeat it. But yeah. Yeah, because it's, just, some of you it's will... just that bad. That's why he can't repeat it. It's vulgar. No, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he just... Uh, but anyway, it's it's a it's done in anime style, right? Yeah, so. and some of you'll remember that I covered it in Japan Jaunt, but Richard and I are going to do more than five minutes, mm-hmm. and we're going to get his thoughts on it. So stay tuned for that. That yeah. anime. Yeah. So that that's the plan for week three for Anime Week, and then we've got we've got a couple different options. We have so the final episode of the month will be turtles related we already i think we have at least three different options that we could drop in there we haven't settled on one yet so it's to be determined but it's going to be something turtles related a turtles film most likely um so stay tuned for that we will finish off with our movie of the month which will be a turtles movie um we just haven't nailed down which one we want to do yet so but that is coming so it's turtles month all turtles all the time in the month of august that was terrible. So, jumping into uh, so tonight's topic, uh, Will, do you want to kick off with like a, a little brief synopsis and maybe a rundown yeah. of the cast of this this film? Well, reading off of the wiki, wiki. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem is a 2023 American computer animated superhero film directed by Jeff Rowe from a screenplay he co-wrote with Seth Rogen. Yvonne Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet. Samet? Samet? Samet. I don't know. Okay. It is the seventh theatrical Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film and a reboot of the series. The film stars the voices of Micah Abbey, Shamon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu, and Brady Noon as the titular team alongside supporting... Titular. Titular. Titular, which sounds slightly inappropriate, but yes, Titular. Sorry, I'm a, How grammar, I'm a grammar Nazi. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, they don't get us canceled, Richard. No kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm a grammar fascist, so I'm not quite as bad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, occasionally, I make corrections. Yeah. Anyway, you can stop being titular. nervous now. Alongside supporting ensemble voice cast that includes Hannibal Buress, Rose Byrne, John Cena, Jackie Chan, Ice Cube. Natasha, Natasha, Natasha Dimitro, Ayo Edebiri, Gan Carey, Dean Carlo Esposito. Let me see, let me see that. Gian Carlo Esposito, who who uh, has been on Star Wars not too long ago. 
I think. Actually, I might be getting it mixed up. Anyway, continue. Post Malone, whoever that is. No, I'm kidding. Rogan. Do you Paul know who Post Malone is? Actually, I don't. You don't. Okay. He's a but, he's but a he's famous. He's a hip hop. So you guys know artist. who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Although he he appears as he's credited as Austin Post, which is his real name. Oh, okay. But he goes by Post. His music name is Post Malone. Um, I like his stuff actually, particularly cool. his album Hollywood's Bleeding. Paul Rudd and Maya Rudolph. I probably heard Post Malone's stuff, and I just don't know it's his stuff. Oh yeah, he has a song at the end of uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, Oh, that one's good. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. I mean, he collaborated with someone on that, but yeah, Post Malone yeah. was the main guy in that song, so. In the film, after years of being sheltered from the human world, the turtles set out to be accepted as normal teenagers through acts of heroism. The brothers go on a hunt for a mysterious crime syndicate, but trouble arises when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. And that is... I think that's it for the intro there. We don't yeah, want to that get... for the intro. We don't get too much into production or the plot yet, because we want to start off with a a spoiler-free review for, at least for the next seven minutes. We're doing... This is a 15-minute segment. Down. Uh, so we want to give our initial impressions spoiler-free, and then we will give you a warning once we're getting into our main review of the film, which... We're not going to try hard to to refrain from spoilers. So given that this is coming out on the day of the release, proceed with caution. But for right now, we're going to do our best to just give our spoiler-free initial impressions. So, Will, you want to go first? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can go, I can go first. Uh, I'll go first. You, yeah, did, you did just talk for a bit. I have a lot of impressions, but I think most of them are spoilerific. So, yeah. Uh, I mean... I'm not sure what to say without spoiling it. It's a good film. Uh, they go in some new directions, which I think are good. Uh, exploring some as-of-yet-unexplored directions for the characters in the series. Um, they did change things a little bit, and I'll talk about that when we get to the spoiler aspect. What do you think, Richard? Well, I thought we could actually. I was thinking through while I was using the bathroom before, before we came over here. Um, I was thinking through our, our nerd hair review because we've talked about like categorizing the hats. Like, say, what if we did one hat for maybe directing slash editing, one hat for writing, one hat for acting, one hat for music, one hat for production value. You know that kind of thing. So I thought we could play around with that a bit in this initial part because we usually give our how many nerd hats in our in our spoiler-free reviews. So let's think it. So so I'll give mine. Um, so let's see. This is experimental, by the way. We're still kind of figuring out how we how we yeah. categorize. But let's say direction slash editing, you know, which has to do with like the the tonality of the film, you know, the pacing, the right. Well, not so much the writing, but. The tonality of the film, the pacing, the cutting, that kind of thing. Um, so I will give that. Let's see, I'm going to give that one nerd at because I thought I thought they did a really good job. I thought it was well paced. It's an animated film, so it's a little shorter. So they typically are are faster paced anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job. They they did enough backstory uh, to set the pain. So and. Um, but not too much, you know, because they know there's been so much 
around these properties. They don't have to do a ton of backstory. They, they did enough, I thought, and I thought they wove it well into the plot. And uh, so, yeah, so I would say... I'd say one nerd hat for that. For writing, I think I would give a... I think I would give a full nerd hat for the writing. Like, the plot is really good. I, I enjoyed the story. Um, was compelling. I thought the, the dialogue and the interplay between the turtles, it, it felt like real teenagers. Like, you know, not that I hang out with young teenagers on a regular basis, but it just, it felt it felt more authentic, I think. Right. Like, how teenagers might actually talk to one another. They definitely um, focused on the teenage aspect more in this film. Yeah, yeah, even down to, like, the turtles, like, wanting to go to high school and things like that and having desires. One through line I noticed with this, between this and um, the movie we just reviewed um, last week, and that is the the original, was that uh, there is a love, you know, a love interest, like, one of the turtles really likes April. Right, which is not the first time this has happened, but still. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if the live-action film was the first time that was implied or if it had been implied prior to that. Uh, maybe in the animated series? I'm trying to remember. Uh, not in the original that I'm aware of, uh, but the 2012 animated CGI series, Donatello was in love with April. Mikey always has... Uh, comments about how attractive april is but has never actually pursued her uh this is just to give it some examples no spoilers for this film yeah no no no. but but there is a there's a love interest there. i forget why i brought that up but but anyway i thought the writing was pretty solid like i said they did they did feel more like like real teenagers I, I liked some of the tweaks with the story and with the origins you know i thought those were good and um so yeah i think um now the the acting, I think, I think across the board, like I would give each category. So I enjoyed all of it. I wouldn't necessarily give it five stars, but I think I would give each category at least 0. 0.75 nerd hats. So I think that would add up to. I'm thinking my my I'm thinking my total. This is not precise science, and we're still figuring this out. But I, yeah. I think I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 4.25 nerd hats. And we're trying to be a little more conservative now and a little more like critical um, with our nerd hat ratings. Like I, I feel like sometimes we come out of the theater, we either have a very emotional negative response or a very emotional. And it's, it's harder sometimes to think critically through things. Obviously this is still somewhat of an instant review, but coming out of the gate, I'm going to give it 4.25 nerd hats with our new uh, work in progress, slightly more discerning, um, critique uh so how about you what i've already decided to give it four nerd hats and that's not i'm not saying it doesn't deserve another 0.25 i'm just saying i like nice round numbers (laughs) okay it's a four out of five for will and 4.25 uh for for myself so that's our initial rating you know coming right out of the theater and not having too long to to think about it and critique it um but yeah, general general impressions like uh, I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I I see why it's getting high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, right out of the gate, uh, people are calling it the best turtles film ever made. 
I I would say it's the best one I've seen. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and I've not seen all of them. Now I've not seen all of them, but of the three or four that I have seen, it's definitely the better. Of, and I enjoyed the CGI, the 2007 CGI film TMNT. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think this this how it does it. The 2006 one, right? Six. Okay, right in that six, seven kind of right, right. Whenever it came out, like in the aughts. Um, I think it was 07. I was just looking that up. Oh, Any, it, it doesn't matter. I anyway, just want to make sure we're talking about the same film. Yeah, he's a date Nazi. No, I'm just ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, exactly gram- where I'm, I was. I'm, I'm a grammar fascist, and he's <laughs> a year. he's a date fascist. Calendar date fascist. Anyway, neither one of us are fascist. Don't worry. Um, dun no. dun dun. Oh, and our time is up. So anyway. we would love to find out who is on the other side of the microphone. There are multiple options by which you can connect with us. Our Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. We are on Facebook and YouTube as simply the irreverent nerds. Makes sense, right? And of course, we are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down through the episode description and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? We welcome your feedback, including your constructive criticism. We also post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time on Spotify, so please feel free to jump in and give us your two cents. All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. The spoiler-free portion, uh, Will gives it four nerd hats, I give it 4.25. We both have favorable reviews, both enjoyed it, right? Uh, I would say it's the best Turtles movie I have seen. Um, how about you? Um, I, it's not my favorite Turtles film, but it's it might be the best Turtle film. I'm going to have to think about that, because there are a lot of Turtle films. The, there are some films that I automatically know that this is better than those mm-hmm. particular films. Um, I still have a soft spot for the very first one in my heart. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say this probably is the best Turtle film. Uh, it was The plot was well thought out. Um, and they, they really did really did a lot of thinking about who these characters are trying to flesh each turtle out and uh good relationship with splinter their father uh they really focused on how they're teens i think that the earlier incarnations of the turtles like the first film i think they were probably older teens but uh in this film they're definitely younger younger teenagers but uh yeah yeah, definitely focusing on 15, who they would be as 15, teenagers. right? I guess. 15? Yeah. So, like, freshman, sophomore age, that kind of thing. Um, I lost my train of thought. Well, maybe that's a good segue. <laughs> yes. Into our second portion. And, spoiler warning here, we will get into more of the details of the film. So, if, if you don't want to be spoiled, if you want to be surprised by, say, the ways they might have tweaked it or made it different from other Turtles properties, then pause come back because we still want you to finish it but you know pause until you've seen the film and then come back and yeah and then let us know what you think by the way 
Uh, there's a question in Spotify. If you're listening in Spotify, at the bottom of every episode, there's a question that pops up. Says, "What did you think of the episode?" And you can you can tell us anything you want there. You can also leave us a voice message. Yeah. Um, give us your own little you know one two minute review. You know, tell us how many nerd hats you would give it, and uh, we'll include it in next week's episode. So yeah, as always, you can go to irreverentnerds.com, which links to our Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, Spotify for Spotify for us No, Spotify for podcasters profile, uh, where you uh, you can drop us a voice message. You can also subscribe there, uh, which uh, two ninety nine a month right now is what it's set at. Uh, we may adjust that at some point, but for now it's two ninety nine a month. You get two bonus episodes we're releasing on the first and third Fridays of each month, as well as access to our complete back catalog of bonus episodes and video versions. Like whenever we are able to record a video version of an episode, we will release that to subscribers only. Um, we're no longer putting them on YouTube with maybe a few, if we get a really famous guest or something at some point, we will probably put that on YouTube as well. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but for now, it's subscriber only. So anyway, little plug for, for our cast here. So, so let's get into the, the meat, as they say. Meat. Yeah. Get into the meat. Meat. I have lots of thoughts and opinions. All right. Well, do you want to start us off then, and I'll kind of play off of you? I'm being nitpicky. Sure, sure. I'll start off. Um, the origin was changed. Uh, I did hear that uh, going in, but I didn't know how it was changed. Uh, this version of Trills is completely divorced from Shredder and the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good because it works for this film, but I don't know, I, I don't, I won't know how that settles with me until the sequel. Mm. Uh, and this is the spoilers area, yes. so. Spoiler warning right here. Uh, there will be a sequel and it looks like Shredder will be involved. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about. Splinter not having Hamato Yoshi in his life, I don't know how I feel about... I mean, I think it's really clever how... It makes a lot of sense how and why Splinter trains uh, his sons in ninjutsu. Uh, it also explains why there, there's there been some jokes, or at least in the, in the anime, the turtle anime, we will review later this month uh some jokes about the trolls not being real ninjas oh so that that you know <laughs> well so yeah because they're, they're not yeah. assassins and they're not like li- i mean they lurk in the shadows sometimes like i guess the sewers but uh but yeah they're not necessarily like they come out and fight in the open once it actually comes down to it right so which is right i guess different than what ninjas would traditionally do so teenage mutant samurai so- no <laughs> martial arts soldier no teenage mutant Martial art turtles just doesn't ring roll off the tongue, I guess. Or if you're in the UK, teenage mutant hero turtles. Teenage, oh, teenage mutant hero turtles, yeah. That's a thing. Apparently, it is. I did, I did not know this until last week, and I just went Australian, and that's the wrong continent. Sorry, sorry. They took away Mikey's nunchucks, but let Leo keep his sword, so that makes no sense. Wait, what? Mikey had nunchucks? Not in the UK, he didn't. Oh, in the UK. <laughs> okay, sorry. It was too dangerous. Well, they definitely had their weapons in this and yes. weren't afraid to use them. Uh, Leo definitely 
uses his swords against other people and humans, uh, although conspicuously there's no blood. Which I appreciate. Kind of like an X-Men movie, I guess. Like yeah. Wolverine is a very bloody fighter, but there's <laughs> conspicuously never any blood in the PG-13 versions. Right. Um, and uh, very little anyway. Which will probably not be the case for the Deadpool Wolverine film coming oh, out. Oh, I'm sure not. It'll probably be more <laughs> Logan level. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think Logan is to date, in my opinion, the best X Men film to date. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm hoping, obviously, with a Deadpool humor flair, but I'm hoping there's some of the gravitas from Logan in this. Uh, but I'm, cool. I'm sure, either way, I'm sure Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are going to have a lot of fun with it. Definitely. Yeah. So when I said I appreciate that, I didn't mean the lack of blood. That just makes sense oh, no, because no, no, it's no. a kid's yeah. movie. I meant that I appreciate they use their weapons. Unlike uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, in which in that film they were not allowed to use their weapons because after the first film, parents wanted them to be less violent. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Anyway. Meanwhile, they still used their, used their weapons in the cartoon, did they not? Yeah, yeah, against Just, robots, but yeah, oh, they did. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you get away with it because it's robots. And like with Batman the Animated Series, you get away with it because Batman never kills anybody. And you never see anybody die on screen. <laughs> Certainly have plenty of bullets, though. Plenty of bullets. Speaking so anyway, of which, someone died in this film. At least two people died in this film. No, three? Four. Four people died in this uh, Mayhem film. Did they? Yeah, Baxter Stockman, unless he proves to still be alive, he died. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't really, they don't show it. They show him being, getting abducted, but then they don't show him again, so you assume that either yeah. either he's being held captive somewhere and being forced to do science, or or maybe they did kill him. Yeah, I mean, Superfly assumes that he's dead. Yeah, I think so. Which in the part original... Of his, part of his vendetta yeah. against the humans, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's true. Uh, in the original cartoon series, uh, Baxter Stockman was the fly, but they they divided oh. the character this time around. Just as a note. Okay. Okay. So this was a, a comic character. Or no. Yeah. Inspired by a comic. Character. Baxter Stockman is definitely a comic book character. Does he like turn himself into a mutant fly somehow? In the cartoon series, he accidentally turns into a mutant fly. Um, help me, help me. I think he says that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the original The Fly? The one with uh, Ian Malcolm? Or the other no, one? no, the original. Okay. No, I haven't. The, oh, it's great. Yeah. Gold, yeah. Jeff I have not seen the Jeff Goldblum one yet. I need to catch I've that. I've seen a little point. bit of it, and that monkey that gets turned inside out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, heard it's, I've heard it's pretty gross. Um, but the, the original is actually. I think Vincent Price was in it. If oh I'm wow! Cool. But it was, it it was pretty. <laughs> that part was hilarious because I had seen heard references to it. Other, oh yeah, I think it was Emperor's New Groove. We're jumping all over the place right now, but yes, Emperor's New Groove made ADHD. a reference to it. Um, and uh, but when I saw the actual film, I was like, "This is great!" This is like, like a human head was transplanted onto a fly. I need to and see And the this. fly head transplanted onto a human, but the tiny little fly with the human head gets stuck in a spider web, and he's just like, help me. Oh, <laughs> help my me. gosh. <laughs> it's oh, creepy, but clips. hilarious at the same time. I've seen clips of the of that, actually. Have you? <laughs> uh, of, of the fly head on the human. 
Oh. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jeff Goldblum's film was different. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. Cronenberg <laughs> has no qualms about going going for the gore, as they say. Anyway, we're, we're, we're getting all over the place. You know when we've mentioned David yeah. Cronenberg, <laughs> we're getting off the rails a bit. So um, Baxter Stockman was a scientist in the comics. He did not turn into a fly in the comics. Uh, he was the inventor of the Mousers, which yet to this uh, day... We have not had a master story in a movie. I kind of wanted to see that in live action in the original The Masters were the trilogy, robot, but robots, right? Like the little hopping yeah. robots. They, they go after the rats yeah. and Splinter. So, in this film, Blackster Stockman is not a villain like he is in every other portrayal. Uh, yeah, he just creates the villain. Yeah, he just creates the villain. Unintentionally, I guess. Um... So that's all I have to say about Baxter Stockman. Yeah, and, and like he, his storyline along with the turtle, there's some through, one of the biggest through lines here is the idea of, of being an outcast, you know, obviously mutants. And there's a lot to play off of there. Obviously X-Men has, has dealt a lot with with that, those themes with mutants and not being accepted. But the turtles obviously are, are very different from humans. They're not just, they don't just look human, but then have these weird mutant superpowers. They, they are straight up turtles and then yeah. they, their dad is a mutant rat <laughs> and, who I enjoyed very much in this film oh yeah Jackie Chan was great yeah. it was it, it was funny uh, it was funny and uh, a nice different take like he's still still that fatherly wisdom but with some Jackie Chan um, levity I guess yeah definitely mixed in which I I liked that too um, but speaking of speaking of Jackie Chan's character Splinter um, that is where there's a major divergence like you said like there's not there's not the connection like he didn't grow up as a rat watching yeah you know learning martial arts from his master um and there was no so at this point at least that we know of there's no personal connection between splinter and shredder um and there's no i mean it's not the first time they changed the origin in the cartoon series master splinter was himato yoshi hmm but this is uh, an extreme okay. divergence, being that there's no connection with uh, the Foot Clan or Shredder. So, oh, wow. Actually, I like that better. So, you said in the original comics, he was Amato Yoshi? No, no, no. In the cartoon. In the cartoon, he was. In the original 80s cartoon and in the 2012 cartoon, he was Himato Yoshi. And got transformed into yeah. a mutant rat. You, you, you might like the 2012 series if you ever have time, but... Uh, um, I think you said what the 2003 is your favorite. I it, it is. I'm not sure which of my favorite is, but the 2003 series uh, takes cues from the live action movie and is the most accurate to the comics. Nice, nice. So if you liked Raphael in the movie, you'll like Raphael in the cart in the 2003 cartoon. Just to give an example, Casey Jones is back. Things like that. So, so bringing bringing Raphael as a as a segue back to this, like, how did you like? I guess the individual characters, like, how did you like Raphael in, in this version? I liked him. I liked him. Uh, Definitely still has the rage. Yeah, it still has the rage. I noticed that they did a full bandana over his skull instead of just the mask in the front for some reason. Yeah. 
I guess maybe to represent the rage, maybe. Maybe. On some maybe. to some level, maybe. Or just to be different. Yeah. yeah, maybe just to be different. I'm not really sure. He was a little bit bigger than the other turtles too. Like his shell was a little bigger and Yeah. He was just yeah, and they were different sizes in this. Not extreme, but like different differences between the turtles, which I, I like that. Yeah, and um Mikey was the smallest, I guess. Yeah. We uh I think you talked about how we might review the Rise of a Team and T movie mm-hmm. this month. Um, yeah, that will. It's on Netflix, and yeah. I found it. Um, we were thinking about doing it for this week, but then we decided just to go ahead with this. So we'll either drop it as a subscriber only episode, or it or it may end up being the final episode of the month. Yeah, one of, the, one of those two. So, yeah. Well, in that one, the turtles are different sizes, and Raphael is huge. So yeah. it's not the first time they've changed Raphael's size. I saw that. I saw that. That does look interesting, by the way. And definitely, it deals back with the, the Krang. Krang? Right? Yeah. Krang. Uh, speaking of the Krang, the Krang are based off after the Utrom. The Utrom in the original comic book series are these brain aliens. They're actually peaceful. They're good guys. But in the turtles, 80s, turtles. in the eighties cartoon, the Utrom known as Krang is a villain, and in the twenty twelve series, he rides in the in the intestines of a of a man robot, a giant <laughs> man bot. That's technically from the comics. Is it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is my servant. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting him right. Yet. It's been a while since I've seen. Yes, you are. <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> oh, dude! Here's another one for Brian Rengrove. Krang, yeah. Krang, and Zoidberg. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Maybe How Krang would you even and... do that. Maybe... Joker here, bringing April cheer. Today's podcast is brought to you by Joker's Laughing Fish. Come on, you've got to try one. There to die for. <laughs> Joker here. I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about the irreverent nerds. They're sitting here in my hideout, all tied up. Uh, so they can't say this themselves, but they would like you to know that there are multiple options by which you can connect with them. Their Instagram handle is at irreverent underscore nerds. They're on Facebook and YouTube as simply the irreverent nerds. Ugh, so pedantic. And of course, they are on your podcast app. If you listen on Spotify, scroll down and you will see a question. What did you think of this episode? They welcome your feedback, or so they told me. They also post episode-specific polls and questions from time to time, so please feel free to jump in and give them your two cents while they're still alive. (laughs) All right, nerds, I've talked enough. Let's get back to this week's episode. It might be their last. Maybe Krang Krang inside of Zoidberg. Wow. (laughs) Because Zoidberg ate him. No. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Brian, you've been so, given another challenge. Yeah. <laughs> now, in this film, I noticed, see, in the comics and several of the cartoon series, TCRI stands for Techno Cosmic Research Institute, 
And the cosmic part is because they are aliens from outer space. Uh, I don't know what the Mutant Mayhem film universe will do, but Cynthia's last name is Utrom. Cynthia Utrom. Uh, that that might... I don't know if that's a hint that she is an Utrom. She did look a little weird, although most yeah. of the humans did in this, in fairness. Her face was a bit misshapen, but that was kind of the art style. Yeah, too, it so was. It's like there wasn't a clear hint other, so, other than that. I don't reference. know if Cynthia is an alien or if that was just a reference to the original idea for TCRI. I don't know. Mm, could be, yeah, because they definitely yeah. they definitely dropped some references to other properties in this, which makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't you? And they even even. Had some fun with Laird and Eastman. Like there was yeah. a what was there a pizza place called Laird's. Yeah, and there was an Eastman reference in there too. Eastman High, I think. Uh, which oh yeah, is that from the comic? Eastman, Eastman High? High. No, I don't believe there was a high school in the comics. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time the second time. Let me rephrase that. There was an animated short Nickelodeon put out, but otherwise this is. This would be the second time the Turtles have gone to high school or had any interest in high school. So, not a whole lot there. Yeah, and I, I thought that was an interesting take, because, uh, again, spoiler warnings, but at the end of the film, because of their heroics, they are basically welcomed into the human world, and they are able to actually go to high school and go yeah. to prom, even, and... and you know, Mikey gets to do his twerking out on the floor, <laughs> and uh, and Leo gets to take April out. By the way, obviously Leo is the one who's sweet on April, and and she accepts his invitation to go to prom. So I interspecial dating. Oh yeah, I almost gave that away earlier by accident in our spoiler free section, <laughs> but uh, not a major plot point or of any kind. But yeah, no, it's not crucial to the plot. No. It's uh, more of like a character thing, I guess, but. It helps explain Leo's motivations. Leo, who otherwise wants to uh, obey Splinter. Yeah, he wants Splinter's approval. He, you know, he's more likely to rat on a plan than to join it. Yeah. But then, yeah Which is very Leo. Motivated by, by a girl. So, this is not the first time Leo has had a crush. Leo, in the 2012 series, had a crush on Splinter's daughter... That's right. That's right, Richard. Splinter, Splinter has had a daughter. a daughter in that one TV series. Is she series. also a rat? No, she was a snake. <laughs> what? She wasn't my favorite character. Bipedal snake or on the ground snake? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Actually, she was a ninja raised by Shredder in that series. Uh, adopted daughter. More. Uh, I mean, like. But daughter. Splinter's biological daughter. Okay. But, uh,. Cry, so he Cry. gets it on with a snake. Cry got that's actually less disturbing than who he gets it on with at the end of this yes. film. Yes, <laughs> I liked how we segued into that. No, no, he didn't get it on with a snake. He got it on with uh, was a Chinese woman who had a daughter, and that daughter eventually got mutated into a snake. Ah, uh, I see, I see. But I see. anyway, okay, that. yeah, that was a scumbug in this film. Scumbug, yeah. Who who used to be. I want to talk about this. I don't care, except for Wingnut, but I don't care. They turned some of the characters into females in this film. Leatherhead is now a female. Wingnut seems to be a female, I think. Yeah, that was my impression. And uh, Scumbug turns out to be a female. 
Yeah. Whom whom falls in love with slash Splinter falls yeah. in love. He's like, I can't meet many mutants in my day to day life. <laughs> so that was weird. And the I, kissing is very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't mind that scumbag scumbag scumbag, <laughs> scumbag. scumbag is a, a woman. I don't mind that Leatherhead's woman. I actually kind of like that. Wingnut was one of my favorites though. Wingnut thinks he's a hero like Batman. I guess it's a Batgirl now, but whatever. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, why not? I, I had no attachment to those characters because I had not seen them in anything myself. Um, Rocksteady and Bebop were the only characters. There was like a through yeah. line for for me, like from the original animated series, obviously. And I, I like the fact, which I'm trying to remember, if, did they occasionally team up with the turtles? I'm trying to remember, like maybe accidentally, almost like accidentally. I don't know that they ever purposely tra- teamed up with the turtles. But one of the one of the cool, I guess, is a good segue into some of the the really cool, I guess, I I, w- I would say inspirational parts of this film. Is like the, you know, as the turtles are struggling with wanting acceptance and trying to, initially their motivations for wanting to save the day or acceptance, you know, when it becomes clear how horrible, I mean, truly horrible Superfly's plans are, and he basically wants to turn every non human, sounded like every non human living creature on the planet into a mutant, but then enslave the human race basically torture yeah. them you know he's like I'll, I'll, I'll attain all kinds of ideas you know make, make them pets and all that um which that's not really how mutagen works though it would also turn the humans into yeah humans, you would think yeah that that was maybe a little bit of a plot, plot hole plot hole there um but in general like he, he wants to he'll, he wants to eventually kill all the humans yeah or enslave them you just do horrible things to humans because he and he has been mistreated legitimately, like he and his his father were mistreated by humans, you know. So this is some of his earliest memories. And I like how they show that distinction between the, both the similarities between him and Splinter and how they both reacted to being mistreated by humans. Like, yeah. There's an extent in which they did both react with violence. But Splinter, it was more defensive in the sense that he just wanted his turtles to be prepared to defend themselves against the humans, whereas Superfly took a very active role in, in perpetrating violence against the humans and was planning yeah. said violence, whereas Splinter is kind of more like, no, I just want you to be prepared and we're going to hole up and you just have to do what I say. And this is actually an eye-opening moment for Splinter. He hears yeah. Superfly as as all of his minions, his friends, like basically his family, the ones that he had raised, who were also mutated by the same father i guess it had created created them they they turn against him at the end because they don't want to murder everybody they don't want that on their conscience they join the turtles against superfly and as he's being as he's being overwhelmed by the entire group including the turtles he says you know this would all be better if you just do what i say i think basically and he, he says the same yeah. thing that splinter had said earlier and that spl- it just hits Splinter in that moment, and he realizes, oh, I don't want to be like this. And then he tells the turtles that later. He's like, I love you. Like, I want to support you. I want you to be safe, but I also want you to be happy. You know, so it, as a parent, he reaches a new level of, of letting go and letting his his boys be more independent 
I guess. And but I do love though, and I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on. Yeah. I love that we get to see Splinter fight, and he's badass. Yeah, I love that scene. I loved how he was proficient with every weapon of the turtles. Uh, at, yeah, Will. Yeah, Will, Will had some fist raising in that scene, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's always good to see Master Splinter. That was one thing I really wanted to see as a kid, watching the original '80s series. Is I just really wanted to see Master Splinter let loose because he is the master, and you just expected that if he let loose, it was going to be like Yoda in the prequels. But it just doesn't happen. <laughs> except without the cockroach All that much. Yeah, except or, without well, the cockroach hopping. Jumping. <laughs> I guess cockroaches don't hop, technically, with the flea hopping. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, yeah, I mean, it's awesome, that rare moment where Master Splinter actually gets to take center stage. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Because I was wondering if they were going to do that, and then... As it was leading him to, it, like, oh yeah, it's coming, it's coming, the fight's coming. He's he's gonna he's gonna break in and he'll do his little old man thing, but then he's gonna kick butt. Like, <laughs> he does have to crack his back a couple times. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, what did you think, by the way, of Bastard Splinter's uh, uh, facial hairstyle? Oh, his eighties, seventies <laughs> stash. And oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's like raising, which they have. I thought yeah. this was great. Like they have a montage i don't know if it's the right word or, or yeah. sequence where he he's raising the the turtle he's like doing parent stuff like giving them baths and and, and then they're scared at night so he lets them sleep with him which I, as a parent of four young kids I, I you know i don't think i've ever had all four come i've had all four come into the room at the same time but i don't think we've ever let all four sleep in the room at the same time uh but no there's that that scene so i, I love that but yeah i was like I don't know. I was a little confused because, like, this is 15 years ago. So, like, was that supposed to be a fro? Because, like, <laughs> this would have been, what, 2008, roughly? I mean, that's assuming it's supposed to be concurrent. Um, but, yeah, Will's wife's calling him, so we're probably going to have to wrap up here soon, which I was planning on anyway. I have more thoughts and opinions. Uh, well. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, you, you check, check and see if she's texted you while I, and I'll, I'll talk here. For she a hasn't. Okay. Um, yeah, it is late. We, we went to a late, well, I mean, it's the only showing that would have worked for today. So what can you do? Should I spit out my remaining thoughts and opinions or yeah, do you have spit, some stuff? Spit okay. Out, spit out. So, uh, we're left with a bunch of, um, mutants who appear to be good guys at this point by the end of the film and I'm wondering if we're going to get the Mighty Mutanimals. Now, Richard probably doesn't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I do not, but it sounds cool. The Mighty Mutanimals is from the Archie comics. Uh, they are a group of uh, mutants, kind of like the X-Men. Uh, it was a spin-off comic book series starring the mutants' uh, cast members, other than the Turtles, in their own book. So I'm wondering if we're going to get the Mighty Mutanimals. Hmm. Two, I have a criticism for this film. We had too many mutants, and they didn't get enough screen time. I love Rocksteady and Bebop, always have, and I love them in this film, but they didn't get enough screen time. And then several of the characters were just sidelined almost completely, like Genghis Frog. Um, Oh, yeah, he just had had a little moment there where he was, like, hopping. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like some of the mutants were just shoehorned in to sell toys. Mm. I, I feel that way because possible. they had almost no uh, character development, no screen time, no nothing in this film. They were just there. And Genghis Frog is a good... I'm not even sure Genghis Frog would even make a good toy, though, but uh, in this... This version of Game Frog, but you know, yeah, they can <laughs> wonder try. If Has- does, I wonder if Hasbro still makes the Turtles toys. They did back when I was a kid. Hasbro. I thought it was Playmates. Was it? Yeah. It? Well, Playmates is making the toys for this series. I've been watching Playmates car commercials. I think it. I may be wrong. I, I was thinking it was Hasbro back in the day. But yeah, they definitely made G.I. Joes and Transformers and all that kind of stuff. But I thought they did the Turtles too. I may be remembering incorrectly, though, because that was a long time ago. Oh well, I'm old AF. <laughs> Just turned forty recently. My my goodness. Yeah. Big four zero. Yeah. Here I am. Happy birthday again. How does it feel to be four zero? Sobering. It's a little sobering. sobering. Yeah, maybe more so than thirty was. Like in yeah. terms of decades. Yeah, and and having more kids now and stuff. Feels cool on the one hand. It's like, yeah, I'm forty. Yeah, it's like real man now you know whatever uh, but on the other hand it's like damn I'm halfway to death yeah Ooh. I know yeah, don't even get me started on that yeah I'm gonna so, be 40 soon too so sobering sobering but um yeah I think overall it feels feels pretty good yeah yeah but but yeah I, def- I definitely do feel different I think like some birthdays pass and you're like eh you know but yeah 40 is a pretty big one I think and uh yeah uh I think that's all of my thoughts and opinions about the film, other than uh, Wingnut Psychic Screwloose is not present. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> he must have his rob. Oh, she must have his- her robin. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mosquito. Well, they can definitely bring that in yeah. to the to the next one, which, again, spoiler warning, but the, um, the I can't remember, was it, I think it was the end of the film or the cutscene, but they're, yeah, I guess it's the cutscene. Like they're gonna bring Shredder into the sequel. Yeah. So they introduce Shredder very briefly. The was it TC Ri is going to call on, which apparently they've done before. So there's some backstory there, um, but they're gonna call on the Shredder because I guess he has experience with mutants or something, supposedly, uh, or at least he has some special expertise that they anticipate will help in solving the mutant problem. I, I just still hope he's the leader of the Foot Clan. Ah, yeah. I imagine that will probably come through. Although, you know, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They've changed uh, the other p- characters' origins. But yeah, I did want to say like a couple things. In, like I, I love a couple of, of things that I loved about the story is like where the turtles come to a point where the initial reaction that they see when they start fighting the 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 massive version of Superfly, you know, Super Mutant Superfly. Now I'm Super Mutant Superfly. Um, super Duper Fly. Super, yeah, Super Duper, Super Super Duper Superfly or whatever. Um, anyway, they the moment where the initial public reaction, which shows up in Times Square, is very negative. They think the turtles are the ones actually leading the attack, and Leonardo you know, has a really good hero speech where he's like, you know what? I realized like we were doing this for the wrong reasons. We were doing this just because we wanted to be liked and accepted. 
by humans, but like when you just basically just do this because it's the right thing to do, it's like I still just want to be a hero, like even if no one likes us for it. So they let go of this desire to be liked, and they just go after it just for the sake of being heroes. And within the film, they get rewarded for that. Like April, they've already won April over, so she she gets into, she breaks into basically a newsroom and sets the story straight. You know, it's like, hey, these guys are actually fighting super duper fly. Yeah, <laughs> trying to bring him down, trying to bring him down, uh, which they they are able to do. They don't kill him. Yeah, because he's still alive at the end, but he's back to his in his original fly state, which. Normally, flies only have like a half life of what, like twenty four hours, forty eight hours. He won't. He so, won't make it to the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna die soon. You better mutate him back. And you know, I don't know what their plans are for him, but uh, my guess is he's gonna come back as Superfly. Probably. Well, they did get some. Uh, they did get some turtle blood from uh, Mike Giraffe. That's true. They so. did. They got enough. They can create some mutants of their own if if they wish. Maybe Slash, the snapping turtle, will come into play. They milked. Yeah, they milked them. Milked the turtles. Milked them. What did I tell you? They will milk you! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and the machine actually says, was it the Milk 2000 or something? Yeah. Milker 2000 that was great. or something. <laughs> Which, do turtles, I think turtles, I was going to say they actually have milk. They're reptiles. No. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, because reptiles lay eggs, so no, there wouldn't be any milk. Yeah, so it's just a joke. <laughs> so, yeah, Richard um, has thought too much into this. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I really like this film. has has a positive messages in it. It's you know good action film. It's well written, well directed, well acted. Music is good. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, by the way, did the music. Um, not to mention, like, there's there's some pretty pretty fly as they might say um like rap and hip-hop songs on the album as well that's probably not the right term but you know we're we're old white men what can we say um middle-aged white men um but anyway some really good music and uh i don't i didn't catch a post malone song although post malone is in the movie so uh and he plays a manta ray who who wants to sing who dreams of singing you know yeah it's like yeah i don't know if i want to really kill everyone i think i just want to sing <laughs> Which I thought was great, um, but no, yeah, I really liked it. Really enjoyed it. I think, yeah, best turtles film I think I've seen to date. Probably. So, so yeah. Once I see all the others, I can say more definitively whether it is or isn't. But I suspect it'll still be definitely in the top three, even after I see all the others. Like I think. Um, Are we gonna see well all done. of them this month? <laughs> We're gonna see a few. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Now, the Netflix one, you and I will both see for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. We'll get to see one together that neither of us have seen. Um, but yeah, obviously, you've read all the comics, so that'll be... Well, a well, lot I mean, of them. the ones we're going to be covering, you've already read. Right. So it's like, will be old ground for you, so to speak. And you've... Have you seen the anime yet? I have. I've seen you both okay. episodes of the OVA. Okay, so he's seen he's seen the, the OVA already. Um so it'll be, I, but it'll be new territory for me. So, so yeah, but we somewhere in this month, either either as a subscriber episode or as the finale, we're gonna cover the the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, Netflix film, which came out last year, actually, twenty twenty two. So, nerds, nerds.
Look forward to next week as we dive into the comics. Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, which, by the way, if you guys just happen to be listening and you want to come on and talk, feel free. <laughs> we can't offer much coverage, but you might have yeah. fun. You, have, you might have fun. Um, you'll help us out. You know, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I doubt they'll ever hear this, but just in case, you never know. You never know. Well, I don't know. I, I follow Kevin Eastman on Facebook. I don't think he sees any of my posts, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Yeah, he probably doesn't even get on Facebook. He probably has somebody that posts for him. And he has like, probably. Who maybe knows? He, he might decide what he wants to post, but then someone else actually does it. You know, I, I guess it depends on how famous he is, but um, I don't know what he looks like. Like I know his name, but I don't know what he looks like. I know what he looks like. Yeah, I, I knew you would. So. Anyway, nerds, until next time, Cowabunga! Cowabunga! <clears throat> Dudes. Which we did not hear a cowabunga in this film. Yes, we did. We Mikey did? said cowabunga uh, uh, in slow motion uh, when he was okay, trying okay, to okay. jettison the anti mutagen into the fly monster. Perfect timing. That's a good place to put it if you're going to put it in the film. Yeah. I didn't catch that though. I missed it. Cowabunga. Anyway, until next time, live long and prosper. Saranara. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast. If you would, consider following us on Instagram. We are there at irreverent underscore nerds. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Just look us up there at the Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page. We have a YouTube channel as well. Once again, the Irreverent Nerds. Nice and simple, right? And if you go to www.irreverentnerds.com, that will send you to our podcasters for Spotify, formerly Anchor.fm, profile, where you can send us a voice message if you want to, support us financially, or listen to the podcast. It will also direct you to other places you can listen, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. So, like, comment, subscribe follow all those good things wherever you find us wherever you listen to us we would greatly appreciate it until next time nerds live long and prosper avengers assemble i'm batman